Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Grip Podcast, episode 25. I'm Tim McNiff, alongside PhD Cinder Kapoff, certified mental performance coach, keynote speaker, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University of Mankato, and founder and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, which provides keynotes and trainings to business and sports teams seeking to help you, your staff, and your athletes how to gain the high performance edge. You can contact Cinder via email at cinder at cindercampoff.com, or you can reach her through me, timmcniff.com slash contact. As I said off the top, you are joining us for episode number 25 of a process that includes 10 practices and 52 chapters. Uh, Dr. Kampoff, we are just about at the mid-range uh, point of our journey on the Beyond Grit podcast. I know, and and- when I realized that this morning, <laughs> I was like, oh man, halfway through. I don't want to it's be amazing. through. <laughs> well, I don't know that we're through through, but I mean, like we're yeah. going through the content of, of your book and you have so much more to offer. And we are um, recording this at the time when we have just begun a stay, a shelter in place order in the state of Minnesota during the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus um, pandemic. So these are exceptional times, and we just happen to be in the uh, fifth practice, which is dominate the controllables, and we were talking before we started to record how if it's just providence or, or however it worked out that we are talking about such an important part of your mindset, I think at a time when people probably need it collectively more than they ever have before. Absolutely. I think this is a time uh, more important than ever to train our mind. And this practice, Dominate the Controllables, I think you're right that there is a reason we're talking about this. I think most people really do struggle with controlling what they can control right now. There's so many things out of our control, uh, like how much toilet paper is available, (laughs) what the governor is suggesting, what we do. We can't control our family or our friends or if other people follow the regulations. All we really can control is ourselves. And I think now more than ever, people have a lot of time. So I think also being really productive and meaningful with that time to help you grow during this time when we're at home, I think is so important. And uh, the people who really used it wisely are going to be, you know, um, thankful at the end. Time can be a dangerous thing when it comes to the mind, can't it? We can overthink. And when I asked, um, I just did this really cool webinar last Friday, and I asked some business owners, like, during the week, what are your people struggling with? And it was a variety of things, Tim, but one thing that one person told me was that, you know, my people have too much time to think. They're overthinking, they're overprocessing, 
they're getting anxious and worried and they're living too much in the future. And I think now more than ever, our next practice is going to be on the moment. And it's going to be perfect that we're talking about that at that point. Because now more than ever, we really have to get our mind into the present and prepare, you know, uh, be smart and um, make good decisions with the COVID-19 and social distancing, wash our hands, things like that. But uh, we got to get back into the present because if we don't, we can just create these worst case scenarios in our mind. And that's what we're talking about today. Perfect topic. I want to return to your uh, your webinar once, if, if, if I may, before we move on to this uh, particular chapter, uh, because I, I was one of the people who was listening, and uh, you had uh, over 400 people uh, tune in to listen to your content and talk about what you talked about and where people can still get access to that. Yeah. So I was blown away. You know, I, early in the week, I decided I'm going to do this. It's something I've always wanted to do, and now I have some time. And um so people can go over to cindracampoff.com slash webinar. So I'm going to spell it C-I-N-D-R-A-K-A-M-P-H-O-F-F dot com slash webinar. Um, and they can actually go there right now and listen to it. It was amazing. I was so blown away. Tim, I sat down at my computer like 10 minutes before and I logged in and all of a sudden there's 100 people and then there's 150 and then there was like 200 it's like, uh, I, was, I was blown away. But I think that just shows you that the number of people who really need this content and need uh, just mastering their mindset and how important that is. What did you well, think about it? Well, it was, it was great because there's so much of what you talked about I recognized from the book and from yeah. our work here on the, on the podcast. Um, and whatever gets people to encounter uh, the content and to um, – engage with the content because I reached out to you because I was so moved by what you offered in a functional sense. I, I, I read other great books and continue to that, that are very inspirational, but you really offer functional um, equipment to, to help people go through stages, phases, uh, exercises to, to really become better moving forward and, and to, to get those people, you know, to um, collectively kind of sit there and engage in that at a time when I think so many of them probably needed it. Right. Uh, so I would anticipate that you'll probably be doing more of those. Yeah, I'm going to do my next one, Nove Nove uh, November. <laughs> what, what month is it? Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, April 9. So it's a Thursday at noon. And if people go over it again to syndracampoff.com slash webinar, uh, just put your email in there. And even if uh, you don't want to watch the last webinar, but you want to get um, – uh, an email when the next one is, that's how you'll get it. So here were the five things I talked about for people just to kind of give people a snapshot. We did talk about, I, I use this acronym FOCUS and F stood for focus on the controllables. Open up to the opportunity was the O. C was commit to your purpose. U was understand and practice self-leadership. So leading yourself and then S was savoring the good. So it was super fun, and I had the same hot kind of high that I have from a keynote. It lasted like three hours. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> well, you're, you're doing a lot of good for good people, and that's what we're hoping to do on this particular podcast where we have reached uh, Chapter 25. But before we get into that, what we always do here is we take a step back and look back. We're in practice number five, which is dominate the controllables. A reminder, the world's best dominate what they have control over, their attitude, preparation, and effort instead of what they cannot. Now, chapter 24, 
was register for responsibility 101 and you assigned some homework. I did. Um, we talked about the difference between like this victim language versus this creator language and the creator language really solves problems and take act, takes action and accepts responsibility. So we talked about just noticing when you engage in the blame game and uh, just notice it, uh, take control of your perspective and decide to act and think like a creator. Okay. Now we're moving on to uh, 25 and that is the best case scenario. And this one really hits home for me because um, I love my wife. She's a wonderful woman, makes me a better, better person. Uh, but she has a tendency to skew towards the negative. So I, a lot of what you had here was just like, oh my gosh, so many times I felt myself in the past trying to pull her out of the psych. And, and now to have this uh, is a great tool um, to, to be able to do this. So you start, though, with, with a very powerful story uh, from a woman by the name so I start with a story about Christy Shuck, um, and she's the founder and co-owner of a, a business here in Mankato called WYSIWYG, and it stands for What You See Is What You Get. And I interview, interviewed her on my podcast, The High Performance Mindset, because I really wanted to learn about her perspective. And her husband was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, and they said that he only had four months to live, but it was actually with this power of juicing that uh, she, they were really able to extend his life for many years. And so after he passed, she started this uh, business called WYSIWYG for other people to see the power of juicing. Um, and I think at the time, they could have easily gone to the worst case scenario and really thought about that, right, and, and stayed focused on it. But instead, they were really thinking productively and, and uh, really thinking about what the opportunity was. And they weren't going to the worst case scenario. They were really considering what could be their best case scenario or something I talk about in a chapter like my scenario. And that means like creating the future that you want. Um, but I thought what was cool about her story is that she could have easily focused on the worst case and case and how her husband was going to lose his life in four months. But um, instead she really turned this kind of mess into like an opportunity and now an opportunity for her to serve other people. Well, you uh, take that phrase, uh, what you see is what you get. And you actually give uh, support for it from a neuropsychologist. And you write in the book on uh, chapter, or page 146, uh, neuropsychologists have found that when your brain expects something to happen, it works to achieve it at a subconscious level. Your expectation creates it. And um, I was doing research months ago on another uh, subject. Well, the subject is actually storytelling. Mm. And, and they said in there that as humans, our brain... Um, needs to make understanding of situations. Even if someone is, and I always come back to driving and I apologize, but someone is driving and they're doing something and you're saying, why would they do that? Or why are they doing that? You start to create scenarios in your mind that puts things into a story. You know, like they might be late for work. Maybe they've got to get to something. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they're from out of town. Your mind has a need to do this to make sense of it. It puts it into order or story form order. So here, this makes perfect sense to me that if you're, you're picturing something, your mind goes to work right away and tries to explain to you, or you try to explain to yourself why you think it's happening and how easily that can become a negative and, and put you into kind of a vicious cycle. I was reading this story over the weekend as actually as I was preparing for the webinar about some research about how 
like sometimes we're creating the symptoms of COVID-19, like sometimes they're real, right, Tim? So I don't want to, I don't want to discount that. Like people are sick and people are, sure. are sick and going to continue to get sick, but how we can create it in our mind. And uh, that's kind of what we mean as we're talking about the self-fulfilling prophecy, like your brain takes over your job of accomplishing what you see. And so that's why it's so important to have a really powerful vision of where you want to go in the future and what you want to do with your, in your life or your sport or your business because your, your mind works on it at a subconscious level. So even, you know, every day you're reminding yourself of where you want to go, maybe in the morning as a way to just start creating these, uh, this, this, these new beliefs about what can happen and where you can go. Because when you expect the worst, you're going to get the worst. But if you expect the best, you're more likely to get that too. And it sounds like something where you say that you go, well, well, duh, or obviously, or something like that. But how do you recognize? Because recognition has to be that first thing yes. that you're pulling yourself into a cycle of, of, of negative or self-fulfilling prophecies. But Because I, I think we all know people, we would say, well, he or she is kind of a Debbie Downer. This is what they do. Yeah. I think the first step is awareness. I um, mean, in the first step of really getting control of this of this mind that you have and making it work for you, not against you, is always awareness. You know, awareness of what you're thinking, awareness of where your thoughts are, awareness of the the thoughts that um, that you think over and over again that then become like these strong beliefs about yourself or you, what you can do. And so we have to really nurture that. I think the powerful thing about expectations is it does impact our behavior and then that the expectation can, can really just cause it to happen. You get into um, something you described as a my scenario, which then leads into an exercise. So, so what is a my scenario? Well, some, and so this is an example of I was thinking like next time you think about the worst case scenario, focus on what you want to happen instead. And that, you know, so we can think of the worst case, we can think of the best case, and then there's probably somewhere in between that probably helps us the most. And that's just what I'm calling as my scenario. And when I think about my scenario, you're really like creating a plan, you're creating what you want to happen, and you're focused more on what you can control. You know, the worst case scenario, there's a lot of things that we can't control. Uh, the best case scenario, sometimes there's things that we can't control there too that maybe impact what we do. But when you're thinking about your scenario, you're really focused on the process, the small things that can happen. So like right now, it's really easy to go to, I mean, my brain has gone there. I'm going to get sick. My family's going to get sick. What about my parents? What about my grandparents? You know, uh, I don't know. Should I go to the grocery store? What if I get sick? You know, and, and then, then you hear about all these stories about people who are, are really sick in the hospital, you know, and, and then all of a sudden your brain goes to that and, and I'm going to the worst case scenario. Now, if I live there all day long, that's not helpful. It's, it's, it's sometimes helpful to think about that because then I make decisions to protect myself, right? But I can't live there. If I live there, then all day long, I'm just living in fear and anxiety and the worst case. So I need to come back to what can I control? That's my, 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 my scenario. And what I can control is, is still living my purpose. I think right now we need to double down on our purpose, Tim. Meaning like we got to do the things that really, that we love and that we enjoy the most and double down on that. And that's really like how we can use this time as like my scenario. What do you want to do right now that's going to help you grow and learn or help you and your family or your business or your team get even better? You know, I think it's important, just my very unprofessional opinion of this. 
I think it's really important when you give us the two things, the, the worst case scenario and the best case scenario, to really don't be Minnesotan. Don't limit yourself on the best case scenario because I think it's important to really picture what could be, the, even, if, even if it's fantastic beyond the point of reality, because then if you do come back to that middle point, it perhaps skews towards the positive rather than the negative. I always use this image of, you know, the, the, the bobber, if you're fishing, the bobber being taken yeah. down by the fish and coming back to the surface. So many times when we're taken down, you know, we need that bobber to come back to the surface. What if, mm -hmm. you know, you, you bring that bobber back to the surface? I think the next time it's only going to go down so far. So I think it's, mm -hmm. it's really, you know, you need to be good to yourself in that best case scenario. As long as you're going to spend in, in the negative, you have to spend as much time in the positive. Yeah, and the and the my the best case scenario actually can really give us hope, right? You know, and so sometimes it can be really helpful to motivate us. Um, the example I give in the book is a great example, I think, of what I mean. So I was writing in the chapter about how I was training for a marathon, and I didn't I didn't want to stop my marathoning. Actually, like I was so nervous that I wasn't maybe ready for the marathon that um, I almost didn't. I decided to run a different one. So, the, you know, and then I kind of went to the worst case scenario because uh, during the taper, you, you take off your mileage, like you back down in your mileage. And so your mind kind of goes really crazy because all of a sudden you're not feeling the same high of running and you're not getting these like small goals met. And so I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to crash and burn. I'm going to hit the wall. You know, it's kind of going to the worst case because that's kind of where it's easy to go there during this taper period. You can experience so much anxiety. And the best case where it was like, I'm going to run a personal best today or, you know, at the marathon and I'm so prepared, I'm going to crush it. Well, that was helpful. But then also there were some things I couldn't control about running a personal best and I couldn't control like the, the course and who else was going to be there and if I was going to win. Right. So I went back to what I could control, which is my case scenario. And that's like, OK, I'm running to my heart. I'm going to focus on the process. I'm going to run strong and powerful and be mentally strong. That's what I can control. So how we relate it to the situation now is what can you control and um, getting back focused on that and then creating what do you want to do? Where do you want your energy to be right now? What's most important to you in your life? And uh, I think this also gives us a, a time to sit back and realize what is most important. And um, it's the people we love, right? Yeah, I mean, because I think I really want to get back to, you know, this is so important because I want people to understand we're isolated right now, but we are so, there's so much or perhaps more right now than we've ever shared. Mm -hmm. um, speaking to myself personally, you know, I, I am my own company. And, and so what happens when you have clients and they don't have income coming in? You know, there, there's a difficult conversation. They've got clients and say, look, we don't have any income. We've got to suspend you know, our, our contract for the moment. Well, that's not, you know, good, but, but it's, I understand it. So all I can say to them is, you know, I really valued our time together and our work together. And, um, I really want you to come through this. Okay. And when you do, I want to go back to, you know, helping you. And if there's anything I can do for you right now, I want to do that. And, and so while that happens, then other people reach out and they say, you know what? We don't do business the way we used to anymore. How do we do this? How do we reach people? How do we tell our story? So all of a sudden now there's new business coming in. Right. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, I just, you can't panic when the bad things happen and you have to be grateful when the good things happen. And you just have to say, you know, why, you know, 
why are people reaching out? Well, because they need help. And can you help those people? And, and if you can do that, I think everything will be okay. So I just, you know, yeah. it's the whole thing of, of, you know, keep it positive, focus on the positives and, and um, really control those things that you can control, which is trying to help. In my case, it, it's trying to help other people uh, get good outcomes. The, the last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of conversations because I do some executive coaching. So I've had a lot of conversations, Tim, with people whose businesses are, you know, really suffering. And we talked about like, how can you serve your clients right now? Maybe it's not for money, but you know, they're going to remember the ways that you gave back right now because, you know, and then, and then they'll ask you for your, your work later. So um, I think it's about serving I really do because people people still need you, you know, and still need your your positive influence. Um, but you know, I, I really also realize times are tight. So uh, I hope this doesn't last very long. But the thing is, we cannot control how long it lasts. That is out of our control. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. So we're going to put a wrap on this particular chapter, and we do that uh, by talking about uh, homework. And so uh, homework for this week. So homework for this week is I'd love for you to, not I'd love for you to do, you should do, <laughs> take out a piece of paper right now and uh, write down the three things. What's something that you're going to the worst case scenario on and uh, outline that or just write a few notes down. Then go to what's the best case scenario and then go to write a note, few notes down about what's your scenario. What can you do to stay focused on what you can control right now? Create uh, this is a time that's happening for you, not, uh, you know, not to you, right? Like it's a gift. This extra time is a gift. What can you do to better yourself or better your family or better your business or better your team? Um, and, and write down some notes about the my case scenario. Got it. Uh, your high performance power phrase for chapter 25. I focus on what I want to happen. I think like a high performer and believe the sky is a limit for me. And this is the point in time we do a gritty uh, person or people of the week. And um, we have not discussed this. Would you like to start? You can go first today. Mine, mine can't and, and doesn't change. I mean, I, I thought about talking about the, the governors. Uh, I think we've seen so many uh, governors step up and and um really go above and beyond and i you mentioned like our last time by uh, governor walls but so many other governors too have just just really stepped up for their particular states and the people in their states but i think ultimately for me to talk about anybody else is the gritty first week other than the medical providers and the first responders on the front line uh, i just can't imagine because right now uh there's videos being posted uh of, of the psychological effect uh that they have where they just feel hopeless um, in many cases, they're separated from their families, but yet they've got to go back the next day and they've got to do the best they can with, in uh, many cases, without the equipment that they need, the personal protection equipment. Um, I just can't imagine what they're going through. I wish them nothing but the best and have nothing but the greatest admiration and, and gratitude for the job and the work that they're doing. Yes. Oh. Um, my gritty people are the week or maybe the same ones I talked about last time. I don't know. But when I go to the grocery store and I go to the gas station, it's the people that are still doing their jobs to help us, uh, you know, get our basic needs met at this point. And so I'm grateful for them that they're still going to do their job because it, 
it really helps and serves everybody. I was driving around a little bit yesterday because I had to go run an errand and I was like, you know, like all the places that are closed right now or the places you can just take take out. And um, I'm grateful for those places that um, are still uh, open and um, really there to serve us. Yeah, you, you, people have talked so much about, you know, the people who work at the grocery stores, the convenience stores, and how they may have been taken for granted. You know, maybe you didn't, weren't so nice to them going through the checkout in, in the past, or maybe you didn't have such a high opinion of them, but how vital, you know, they really are to our economy and just to keep things functioning. And, and I hope that not only did the, does the average person realize that, but I hope that the person who signs the checks, who's at the top of the, uh, the, the leadership board, remembers you may make the big decisions, but nothing happens without the people that make it happen. Absolutely. All right. Uh, things to put on the grit board. Things to put on the grit board. This week, you could write my case scenario to help you just remind yourself to stay focused on what you can control. You can either write my scenario or my case scenario, either one. But um, the point is to stay focused on what you can control and create Great this time right now is a place um, where you can grow and learn and uh, get better at what you do. I want to remind you, we talked about off the top that uh, Dr. Kampoff had done a webinar um, two days ago, and uh, you can get that uh, if you would like to see it at cindracampoff.com slash webinar, and um, it's about an hour long, and she goes over some of the content you'll recognize if you're a regular follower of this book, but there's some new things, and talked about five principles to really focus on uh, at this time. She has another one planned for uh, April 9th. And until then, uh, we will continue on our work and our process here on the Beyond Grit uh, podcast. Uh, Cinder, do you want to take us out? Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us here today. We are grateful for you and grateful that you are listening. And stay gritty and be mentally strong. I want to remind you that you can check out this and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also leave us your questions and comments. You can also find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify and an Apple podcast where we encourage you to rate and review us so we can reach and empower more people with Dr. Cinder Campos' brilliant content. For Dr. Campos, I am Tim McNiff. I want to thank you for joining us. Stay gritty and stay healthy, everybody. And we will talk again soon. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.